Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 11, verse 4, entitled, The Pardon of Prayer. In one of the most difficult verses to obey, Paul admonishes us to forgive others as Christ has already forgiven us. In the model prayer, after Jesus has us pray and forgive us our sins, he adds, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Our need to issue forgiveness is just as strong as our need to receive it. Here's Pastor Tim. You're ready for part two now, aren't you? Two great needs that are in this passage. You know, first, when he got to the personal request, Jesus had us pray, give us day by day our daily bread to pray for those specific and physical needs that we have. I think this is really beginning to focus our attention away from just those things that are physical to praying about those things that are spiritual. To not just focus on the things that are temporal, but to put our focus on the things that are eternal. And when he gets to verse number 4 in the first half of that, There really are two specific needs that are mentioned for us. One, I I need forgiveness. But number two, I need to forgive. I need to forgive. He says, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Wow. Did you see the word that I saw that leapt out at me? It's everyone. I have to forgive everyone who is indebted to me. I mean, everybody, the the person I don't like, the person that I don't know, the person that harmed me more than anybody could even fathom that they could. My betrayer. This gets to be so difficult. When we talk about forgiving one another, it seems as if we only think about forgiving one another within our church family. I mean, that's hard enough. (laughs) You know, that's not what it says. And it doesn't make it as a request, it makes it as a statement. For we also, don't lose sight of that word, we're going to come back to that one. We also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. That last phrase really helps me to begin to understand the idea of forgiveness. Jesus talks about those who are indebted to us. That person who has offended me, that person who has hurt me, that person that has taken something from me, maybe that can never even be can never be restored. My natural reaction is to say that person owes me an apology. That person owes me uh, whatever a new whatever it is that they took. That person deserves to suffer consequences. That last part's probably true. But if we're thinking about someone sinning against us as developing a debt 
to us. Forgiveness is simply the cancellation of the debt. If you've had the privilege of paying your house off, bless you. (laughs) Can you imagine getting a bill the next month? It says what you owe, the same amount that you've been paying month after month after month for 30 years. And that was on top of after you refinanced it in the 30 years probably before that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going before the Lord having received forgiveness and not convinced that He really has canceled your debt? That's why you see some people working so hard because they think that they have to earn it. They think that there's something that they can do to earn it. But he says to forgive others also as we forgive those who are indebted to us. We we are to forgive, we are to forgive as we are forgiven. So go back to your list that I gave you just a moment ago. What does it mean to forgive somebody? It means that you blot it out. It means that you cover it up or cover it over. It means that you cast it away. It means that you cancel it out. What you're saying is, I don't need an apology. I don't need restitution. It's a choice of my will. I do not seek vengeance nor consequences. This is hard. You treat them with a clean slate. Does that mean then that you give them 100% of your trust? No. But it means that you never hold that against them. You never bring that up. That you never turn down the other aisle in the grocery store just because you don't want to speak to them. All of that is over. Paul says that we're to forgive one another as God in Christ forgave us. Here are lots of testimonies about someone who's been deeply, deeply hurt. You know, and we make up humane excuses about why we can't turn it loose. And it makes, it, it makes us feel better about that. It's just not scriptural. Forgiving others is important for them. But this is what I want you to know tonight out of this passage. Forgiving others is important for you. I need to forgive. I need to forgive. It's not just them, it's me. It's not that I necessarily want to forgive or should forgive, know that that's what's expected of me. I need to forgive them. Let me share with you three reasons why. I'm going to go through these quicker than I really want to. Number one, Forgiving others frees me from obligation. 
Forgiving others frees me from obligation. When, when, when I am hurt by someone, especially if it's emotionally, then the, the feeling is always there for me to get even. I just go ahead and tell you, I'm petty enough to do it. You know? I, I, I want to make sure that they know and that they understand what they've done. It, it feels like an obligation. It feels like something that I have to do. And if I would just do that thing, if I would, if I would just get them back somehow, even a portion of how they've hurt me, then surely I'll feel better. You ever tried it? It didn't work. It never has worked and it's never going to work. Instead, that obligation will keep you from sleep. That obligation will create ulcers in you. That that obligation will fundamentally change your personality if you let it. A lot of times we feel like the hurt that we have, that we have to extend that to others. I think maybe that's why that saying has become so famous where it says, hurt people, hurt people. Right? Hurt people, hurt people. Because we feel like we have to lash out at them. But if you would forgive as God has forgiven you and as He intends for you to forgive that other person, you are set free from that obligation. I mean, it is removed from you, and you don't have that sense of urgency anymore. It's just simply gone. You don't have to pay them back. You can leave that up to the Lord. And you are the one who's set free. Let me give you another one. Forgiving others not only frees me from obligation, it frees me from obstruction. From obstruction. And forgiving others doesn't mean that we, that we fail to hold them responsible for their actions. That's not what I'm saying. And especially, you know, some of you are probably thinking about some legal issues or criminal acts. That's not what I'm saying at all. If there's a criminal act or some legal thing, then ask those authorities to get involved. You should do that. That's not the issue or the basis of my forgiveness. My forgiveness over that person is for me to get that out of my way. It's an obstacle, not not just in the relationship between you and that person. The relationship between you and that person is harmed and maybe irreparably harmed. I'm not saying that things will ever go back to normal, so to speak. But I get that out of the way so that then I can go on to fulfill everything that God has in store for me and for my life. It obstructs your relationship to God when you fail to forgive. If you want to grow in your relationship with Him, you've got to get that out of the way. You know, when I think about that verse that Paul said, we're to forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven us. I think about the fact that no matter how badly, 
Somebody offends me. I offended God more. No matter what they do to hurt me, I hurt Him more. And He didn't hold it over my head. He offered me forgiveness. Don't go around with a bitter, angry heart because that obstructs God's path to forgiving you and to blessing you. All right, getting ahead of myself a little bit. Number three, forgiving others frees me from oppression. From oppression, let me tell you what I mean. Maybe you want to jot this verse down. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by this many have become defiled. I bet you know of some people, some of you probably have been that person, I've been that person. With a root of bitterness, it takes hold in your heart. That root's going to grow, isn't it? You've got to be able to get rid of that. When we were kids, my dad would get me and Kimberly out there in the front yard and pull weeds, which usually meant we just snapped it off and threw the thing away, to which he would remind us, if you don't get rid of the root, the weed's coming back. If you don't get rid of the root of bitterness, the bitterness, cantankerousness, the vileness of that person that you never ever wanted to be, it's coming back because it's going to blossom. And you're going to taste it in your mouth and taste it in your heart every single day. Your life will be less joyful, less fruitful, because you've allowed the root of bitterness to grow up in your heart and your mind. Why did my dad want us to get rid of those weeds? Not just because it's ugly. I mean, it, it is. But the weed steals the nutrients that's provided for the grass that he wants to grow in the first place. The root of bitterness will steal the nutrients that God has designed to help you to grow. And you're blocking that off. You know, if you refuse to forgive, you end up being harmed twice. You're hurt by the person who caused the pain in your life and that initial act in the first place. And then you suffer harm, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, sometimes for years, sometimes for a lifetime. Because of a spirit of unforgiveness. The Lord's not asking you to do this so that you become a doormat. He wants you to open the door to peace. Peace for yourself, peace for them. He wants you to open the door to joy. Joy for you, joy for them. He wants you to open the door to His purpose. You want to fulfill His purpose. That's where it starts. Let me ask you this as we close out tonight. 
Just bow your head and close your eyes with me. I have one very simple question on the latter part of this message. Is there somebody whom you need to forgive? Anybody? Everybody, Jesus said. You do that not by going and issuing an apology to that person. That may be part of what you need to do. That's not forgiveness. You're asking forgiveness from them. It's your responsibility to forgive. It's an active choice of your will. What you need to be able to say to the Lord right now during these moments is, I forgive so and so for doing such and such. You be specific. You don't have to do the somebody and the such and such. I forgive them. I cancel that debt. I blot it out. I allow you to cover it. And I cast it as far away as possible. And as best as I can, I'm going to choose not to remember that before them anymore. Be set free tonight by doing that. Jesus, this is our prayer. As as you taught us to pray, forgive us, for we forgive others. I pray, Father, that you would set our church free by allowing that to take place in life after life after life, after life. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. This year at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.